Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I almost said the wrong podcast there. Not that I haven't <laughs> done that before, um, but I caught myself this yeah. time. Well, you know, and 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 as a prelude to what we're talking about, I'm actually pulling up my um, little plan here. So I've got my plan and notes for how we want to do this podcast go. every every episode. Um, before we get into this great this week's great interview, which is really timely, it's all about live streaming. Uh, quick shout out to Hypebot Bands in Town. Thank you so much for your continued support. And of course, to our sponsor, discmakers.com. Mm -hmm. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs and online has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you'd need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. That's a lot of promotion. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, make sure you use the promo code FREEBIZ. Tell your friends. If they may not listen to us. They can still take advantage of this. Use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs that's a lot of money you can pour, put towards some marketing and promotion. So, Jay, this week we are joined by... We are joined by Leonard Patterson. He's got a really cool book, and I'm so glad that I got it. Um, so much great information. Plus, I'm a big fan of articles and books that say 10 things you need to know, 100 things you need to do. <laughs> you know, those, I don't know, I'm always uh, yeah. attracted by those kinds of things. And this is called 365 live stream ideas for musicians. And the word ideas is so important to Key. this. Listen to our discussion with Leonard. Really cool discussion about live streaming, how it's much more than just putting on a concert over the internet, people. Yep. And we'll see you at the end. Today, we're joined by Leonard Patterson, who has written a book called 365 Livestream Ideas for Musicians, a creative reference guide for sharing fun, practical, and profitable live streams. <laughs> Leonard, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, Leonard. Thank you for having so, me. So, guys. so first question: Are we going to be able to go through all 365 ideas here in the next 30 minutes? Go. <laughs> we will not. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it is not recommended to try and do that. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we can get to like 360 or something. We get. Yeah. Well, yeah. If we can right. break 300. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> it's all on you, Leonard. You've got to make right. this happen. <laughs> okay. I'm up. To, I'm up for the challenge. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so, Leonard, what? Why Why'd you write this book? Tell us about it. You know, I wrote this book. It started off totally different than what it ended up being. Um, you know, what hasn't really, but uh, just being a, a former booking agent and being in a band myself for so long, um, when the pandemic hit last year, you know, I was working with a band and we had, you know, five, six, seven, like, straight gigs lined up for, you know, St. Patrick's Day weekend 
that never happened. Um, and then obviously things pivoted and I saw a lot of my friends, clients, just band members, just struggling. What, what do I do now? And so I had live streamed quite a bit before, but I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to write a blog about, Hey, here's how you live stream. And then that turned into, you know what, I should write a book. So then I'm like, you know what, you know, cause the blog wasn't, you know, just couldn't capture everything. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to write down, you know, how to live stream. So the original title for the book was actually live streaming for musicians. And it was going to be a how to, as we all know, things started popping off very quickly <laughs> after St. Patrick's day. And no matter what time of day, no matter what day, I hit save. It was immediately outdated because another platform had just popped up. Someone had just totally revamped their entire business model. And so the how-to became very, very difficult to keep up with. And so I kind of shelved it for a while and just said, you know what, that's too much. So I just stuck to the very specific like blog posts, helping people and musicians do very specific things but it was still kind of there. And through the summer, I, I ended up working with a lot of uh, musicians and clients. And I realized a lot of the things that they were having issues with were ideas. I was just, I was going to say it, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit, you know, Jay, I mean, Jay and I have talked about live streaming in the past, but obviously mm -hmm. pre pandemic for most artists, live streaming wasn't even part of a strategy discussion. Right. Um, and then as soon as it hit, you know, we became m much more vocal about live streaming and, and its importance, but not so much just you've got to do it because as you discovered, as you started your how-to book, how-to is not that difficult. All these services seem to really focus on let's make it easier and easier one click and that's that's beautiful that's great but at the end of the day and we did that we did a whole episode where we critiqued the kiss live stream from dubai on new year's eve wow and we didn't critique it as performance but we critiqued it mainly of how live streaming hasn't Bands haven't figured out how to use live streaming. Mm. Live streaming is easy. What do you do with a live stream? It's not yeah. just going on stage, hitting the play button, and right. starting a, a live stream. You've got no audience. How do you change your performance to your audiences? And as exactly. you as you said here, it's about the ideas. That's where. I think the bands have really struggled is what can I actually do mm -hmm. with a live stream that isn't just stand in a, on a stage and perform and pretend there's an audience. Cause that's boring. Right. That really or, is. Or even worse, you're on your couch and your cat's walking behind your head and you're trying <laughs> to perform, you know, that's not rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of my, one of the things that I got a chance to do, uh, with the book is I got a chance to interview quite a few people. And as you're, you're talking about that, that immediately makes me think of the interview I got a chance to do with Randy Nichols 
who's the manager of the band Under Oath. And he, you know, him and the guys in the band basically took an entire concept um, and branded, he called it an era of the band where they were doing like, they were going to be opening up for like Slipknot and doing some stuff. Obviously that stuff didn't happen, but they had this concept of doing like a full album live stream, uh, you know, in these, you know, small clubs, but they turned that into this very visual kind of set where they went into a sound studio and instead of the camera being over there and the band being over there, it was a circle circular stage and the cameras were in the middle. And so you were in the actual performance with the band. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. saw that and we talked about that on the podcast and it really changed for a lot of people, the way they looked at live streaming. So instead of staring at, you know, a laptop in your bedroom, you know, make it, I mean, they made it a performance. That's what Kiss did. They made it something a little bit more special. So in, in the first chapter of your book, you, you talk about 15 things to do before, during, and after you go live. Can you touch on a couple of key points there? Yes. The And what's interesting is that is actually one of the first, uh, that was based on one of the first blog posts that I wrote because uh, I talked about, you know, doing blogs and stuff like that. And so I wanted to include it in the book because even though your, your platform might change, uh, who you're actually performing for is, you know, it's going to be all different based based on your, your fan base at the basis of it. There's some things that you can be thinking about. For example, before you go live, just take some time to think about your plan. Like, is this going to be, you know, now that we've gotten over the, you know, the whole thing that this is new, you know, live streaming is no longer new. So what is your plan? Like, how are you going to connect with your fans and think about how you can actually build in some engagement? Um, And that's one of the actual common threads through the book um, and also through a lot of the people I got a chance to interview is that you don't necessarily have to make it like a show and try to mimic a show, right. but you definitely want to try and find a way to build in, in engagement and inclusion. And so it's not, again, you're not separated from your audience, but you're doing as many things as you can to include them. So before you go live, you know, make a plan for that um, and check your, you know, check your Wi-Fi. Um, if you have a chance to go on, go on Amazon and actually buy a, a, a Ethernet cord and plug in, Directly. highly recommended uh, do that because the last thing you want, obviously, is to interrupt this already distant experience. Um, but during, as we just mentioned, don't let it be something that just happens, but like build in a time to engage. If there's no one there, that's okay. You know, go ahead and still, you know, interact with that green dot on your screen. Yeah, you can you can fake it. the engagement if they're not there. You yeah. know, as as I'm listening to you talk, it just reminds me so much of what I've learned over 10 plus years of doing podcasts. Because again, podcasts a lot of people are like, okay, I'm just going to hit the record button, but you eventually right. learn, you know what? 
you are a show producer. So as yes. a band, your live stream isn't just putting on a concert now. Now you're actually going to have to to contend with what happens in broadcast in a television series in a live show. Their events are scheduled out, meaning okay, Segments. you know, as as we talked about before we hit the record yeah. button here, we're going to do our interview. Then when we're done with the interview, Jay and I record our outros and our intros. And where do we in our in our flow here? Where do we put in our sponsor copy? And where do we put in the plugs for URLs and and all this other stuff? You need to have a basic roadmap of all of that for your live stream. So you can sit here and go, okay, after the second song, we are taking a break and it's going to be plug the merchandise. And then we do two more songs. Then we do some audience inter interaction. But the other thing I learned so long ago, especially when Facebook really first launched their Facebook lives is if you're the performer, it's really difficult, if not impossible, to keep up and manage the content, the comment stream. Yes. It's a constant flow. And the more people you get, the faster that flows. What I've always done with my clients is you're the artist, you focus on the performance. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to follow your, your comment stream for you. And as questions pop up, I will, I will text message the keyboard player, whoever it is, a question. So you've got a few questions given to you so you can answer them. And I will be the one that's in that comment stream. Visit our website. Got Here's our links. smart URL. Here's <laughs> merchandise links. So the artist only needs to sit there in that live stream and go, oh, and by the way, check out, we've got links in our comments. You don't have to figure out how to play, take a break, go to a screen, type while you're talking. It's yeah. it's almost impossible. So that's the planning that really yeah. you, you do need to, you know, it's funny. I'm not a big fan of complete show prep. Like our sure. podcasts are very free flowing, but we do have an understanding of a basic structure. Step one, step two, yeah. step three, Show step four, step five. What happens at step five might not be written down other than this is where you're going to do it. And then you, right. then, then, then you're just free forming it. But that's so important in a, yeah. in a live stream because, again, you're contending with a completely different environment than a live show. And a con completely different attention span, you know, yeah. more often than not – people are going to be multitasking. Yep. You yeah. know, it, you know, obviously there's the ability to, you know, throw things up on, you know, a screen and a TV screen and like actually be, you know, an event, but how many people are actually doing that? Um, but I love what you said about the, the planning stage and I've had a chance to, you know, be the live stream quote unquote producer that's, that's dropping links in there and, you know, that are, liking comments and sharing things like that for the artist so they can stay focused. Um, and that's actually one of the recommendations, one of the tips, you know, uh, it's, it's, the the, it, this is, you know, it's funny that we have to say stuff like this, but it's also important to make sure 
everybody knows the release date, where you're going to be able to buy stuff. What are your URLs? So when you are talking, you're talking with accurate and correct information. Correct. Um, it's amazing how many people will be like, oh, I can't remember the exact release date, but it's on our website. Go to our website. You're just like, wrong. oh, right. Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's your album. You should know this. You know, put a yeah. post-it note on your freaking amp Something. if that's what you need to do <laughs> with the date on there. But yes, you know, those basics are so important in my opinion because downtime dead time in a live stream seems much more much larger than it would be in a live concert because in yeah. a live concert there's crowd noise going on and maybe energy? the lead singer the maybe the lead guitarist is down because they're changing their their guitar strings so the bass player is off interacting and keeping it flow in a live stream when it goes dead it goes really dead and that can hit cause somebody to hit the stop button and change yeah. channels basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just having that, having those things planned out, I've, I've found a lot of times for me, it isn't necessarily that I'm going to, like you even mentioned, follow this outline exactly, but boy, does it really help when I've got a great comment or I'm having a conversation or there's a great question that comes up. If I can have a visual of where I, where I'm going to go back to. Yes. You know, you, you basically know you're covered at some point. So you don't have to sit here. I mean, we've also seen this, I'm sure where all of a sudden a show is ending, a live stream is ending and they forgot to plug everything. And then they end the show <laughs> with 10 minutes of nothing but plugging. <laughs> because they forgot to drop it in where it could have fit naturally. Exactly. Like, why am I going to wait till the end to say that this book is now available on Amazon? <laughs> there you uh, go, Leonard. Well played. It's available well played, on Amazon sir. right now. Mic drop. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. What? Thank you exactly. for that. Thank you for the alley oop, guys. No, that's great. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll just we'll tee you up. You know, one of the things that I like to tell my clients is to watch what people are doing with their live streams, see what's working, see what's yes. not. You can learn so much. And I imagine you tell people this too. You need to look and see what people are doing. One of, one of my favorite things during the pandemic live streaming resurgence, whatever you want to call it, was <laughs> seeing these things like where four bands would be playing at once. Basically one would go and the other three would watch and maybe applaud or comment. Then it would go to, you know, like the Brady bunch, it would go to the next square. Yes. And I found that to be so engaging because when yes. someone ended a song, it wasn't silence. It was yeah. like, you could hear the other guys go, yeah, I love that song, whatever, and give them encouragement, maybe ask them about it. Then it would go to the next. Those are some of the creative things. It's, it isn't just somebody sitting in, you know, in their living room and they sit down and okay, they hit record. Is this thing on? You know, <laughs> what, what do yeah. you tell uh, clients, friends, musicians about making their live stream more compelling? Definitely. Great question. And that's a great example. Um, there's, you know, the Nashville kind of like songwriters in the round kind of, uh, mentality of like, Hey, um, and this is one of the things we've talked about before is, is being able to 
think about what you would do in a real life situation and see how you could actually translate that to a live stream. So that example for, you know, for example, to be able to partner with other bands, um, some of the other things that we've recommended, uh, some of the different tools like StreamYard and OBS and things like that allow you to bring listeners comments and questions on screen mm-hmm. so that you can actually not only address those, but everyone else watching, give them recognition, give them recognition. And the other people yeah. who, who aren't actually being addressed at the time can actually see what question is being asked. So it's like, Oh, I'm involved and things like that. So being able to use some, some tools like that, but at the same time, just leaning into your strengths. So if you, if you are someone who's going to be doing a concert and that's one of the other things we talk about is like every live stream does not have to be a concert. I was just going to say, it's so important (laughs) to realize you don't have to even perform. It doesn't have to be a performance. It's, it's, you know, Jay and I have always said it, this is the internet. It brings a lot more to a, quote unquote performance than you can do when you're playing an arena or a bar. Um, Take advantage of that. Look at what the technology is going to allow you to do Mm -hmm. and use some of those cool bells and whistles and, you know, the, the cool silver thing that you can hit this button and, you know, whatever, take advantage of that. Yeah, and I, I mentioned just hearing your guys' uh, podcast interview uh, last week with the VP of Twitch, and yeah, Twitch is a great example. Um, I always tell clients, like, look, let's take a look at your your story and your stories, and let's see what other things that are you're passionate about or that you like to do other than music, and then take some time to head out to Twitch. Because I guarantee you that there is someone on Twitch right now that is doing something in that area and are doing well and are, you know, if they're not like making, you know, money, they're actually making fans, they're actually connecting and things like that. So I, I often use Twitch, even if I don't necessarily recommend everyone go to Twitch because it does take a time commitment more so than, yeah, it's not for everyone, but there's ideas and there's streams out there that can help spark ideas and like give you a visual representation of what the end could look like. Yeah. I like to think of it as, you know, the paid meet and greet is now online. Like you would go see your favorite artist, you get the paid meet and greet, you'd get your photo taken with that, that artist. Now that's currency on socials, you know, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is me. And you know, my favorite artist, what I love about Twitch and not just Twitch, some of these other cool live streams is, you know, you tune in and you're watching one of your favorite artists perform or do whatever they're doing. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, Leonard Patterson's in the house. Leonard, thanks for joining us today, man. Good to see you. That is something that, yes, you know, it happens at live shows from time to time. But with streaming, not only can you interact, but then you can kind of give that shout out to people. And that's 
again, it's like currency and it makes you feel really good. And it rewards those hardcore fans, makes it more of a community. Um, talk a little bit about that interaction between live streams. Yeah. The, the interaction is so critical. Um, it really, you know, it kind of goes back into your strengths. Um, there are some people that are better performers than they are communicators. <laughs> so I, I will say, you know, Most this isn't like this. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I was, trying, I was being that. nice. No, but, you know, it's not a one size fits all. So what I've encouraged clients to do and some of the things that are talked about in the book is to find out what that that happy spot is for you. And so if you have to have someone that's, you know, if you need someone to moderate your comments for one thing, and then, you know, just like you said, to maybe send a text to someone else that's there to say, here's the questions and things so you can, you know, stay focused on what you're doing. That's cool. But be able to, I think the, in the first chapter, I also talk about um, five tips for, you know, people that are introverts, uh, to be able to get going. But one of them is to talk to yourself in the mirror for a few minutes um, to like literally get used to that difference between being on a stage and reading, reading faces and looking at people and feeling the energy versus looking at yourself. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a, it's such a, a, a different vibe. And even when I, you know, I think our first live stream was like, 2013 or something on stage it um mm -hmm. but like even going back to then it's like such a different vibe of being on a stage and knowing that you've got a slow song coming up but they're not vibing okay we're gonna do an audible we're gonna do a different song like just being able to know that kind of stuff in the room um but that engagement yeah. whatever that can be for you that's where the planning comes in if you know that you're not the most, you know, you don't have the best gift of gab. Um, I know a couple of guys that are fantastic at that. And at the beginning of their live stream, they'll be able to engage with people while they're sharing out their live stream link. And it'll just feel like, oh, cool. You, okay. You want me to go share too? Cool. So it, like they're able to use this interaction and just kind of talk to people and, see who's in the comments and say, Hey, and all that stuff while they're multitasking and it's fantastic. And it's like, Oh, cool. This is, this is how we start our show. Cool. There's other people I would never recommend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that. I've seen a lot of musicians who if given, if, if given the topic to start talking on, they can talk, but leave it to themselves to start the conversation. Yes. They don't, know how to do that and what what that was leading me towards is and this is especially probably for smaller artists who are new to this you're streaming and you know you're probably your big fear is oh my god only two people are in my live stream well don't mm -hmm. let that fear stop you first of all right. still stream but what you need to do as part of your planning is to come up with some prepared stuff to talk about because if there's only two people or five people in your stream, it's like most places, the people in your audience, live stream audience, are going to be afraid to raise their hand and ask the question because the sure. spotlight is all on them. Right. 
Yeah. When that's the yeah. case, yes, you just need to sit here and go, or you need to have the producer behind the scenes, one of us, send you the text and go, okay, why don't you talk about the inspiration for the album? And that gets them going, but they needed somebody to say, now's the time to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And specifically leading right into that, that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I had in the book. It wasn't just technical stuff about live streaming or what your show could be about. Um, but I believe it's in chapter two. There's like 30 or 35 prompts to start telling your story. Yes. So it's like fill in the blank, like here are some ideas for you that you can use that will give you topics to yep. talk about where you can actually start your stream and whether it's a concert or not, like this could be the whole stream, you know, it, storytelling could be a stream. Yeah. And yeah, that, that whole concept of like, just being able to have some examples of here's some things that you could say, and here's some, you know, basically things that you could riff off of, um, but giving them a starting point and giving them a way to, share their story because at the end of the day, this is all about connection. Yeah. It's all about being able to have your fans get to, to know you like you and trust you yeah. so that they buy from you and so that yeah. they stick around and support you. And yeah. so, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite um, actually sections of the, the yeah, book there too. Let me, let me tell you my favorite section, Leonard, sorry, Mike, the, the, the part that I think most people that I speak with kind of miss in this whole thing you cover in chapter two, and that's 24 ways to promote your live streams. Mm. I see people learning OBS. I see people learning how these, you know, StreamYard or these different platforms and live streaming has been around for a long time, right? We were talking, you know, earlier about that, you know, some of these platforms that have been around a while, but the pandemic of course forced a lot of people to get into this, but, what I noticed was people would just do the live streams and they were getting better at it, but they weren't putting a lot of thought into reaching their audience and growing their audience. So that's why I really love that part of chapter two, which is 24 ways to promote your live streams. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The, the promotion part of it is, really, really crucial. You know, it kind of goes into, you know, it's just one small piece of the planning process actually, but I've seen a lot of great live streams that very few people will ever see. Heck I've been, nobody knew about them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've given them, you know, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't like, Oh, I've got it. I've got the whole thing figured out, but yeah, the, whole thing about promoting the live streams is to give them the best chance of reaching people, the whole reason that you're doing it. Um, so this is the version of when we're doing our shows, like how we used to say, get the butts in the seats, you know, this is like, Hey, get the eyeballs on the screens. And yeah, some of the ideas in there are, you know, things like, you know, coming up with, you know, a specific branded URL, um, that might have like a, a dot live or a dot show or something like that, where you can like give it a little bit of a, a more memorable name uh, so that, you know, you've got this live stream that like has its own brand that mm -hmm. could be somewhat different than what your actual, you know, music website is or something like that. 
Um, but yeah, being able to partner with venues, um, obviously we're getting back on stage now. Things are, you know, coming, but there's, you know, there's a high chance that's not going to be the last time we've been locked down, but just being able to partner with venues or actual, yeah. yeah music venues, restaurants, whatever, to be able to still do some of the creative things that artists did when the pandemic first hit to continue to do those, like to be able to reach a global audience and stuff like that. So that's why that promotion section is in there because I, I am encouraging artists and clients and stuff like, look, going live is not going away. Well, yeah. And, and I think what's really important about that is, promote your live stream like you would promote a live concert. Hopefully you do a lot of promotion for your live shows. That's a whole nother topic, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. treat it like that, which, you know, early on I saw artists who would like do live shows, but it was never listed in their tour dates. I'm like, you got to go put your live stream, even if it's not a performance performance, if it's a storyteller, you go put it on bands in town, you go put it in song kick, you create a Facebook event for it. You change your header image and treat this as a live show, do an email blast, you know, everything you would do hopefully to normally promote a concert. Yeah. Do all of that for the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. If you treat it, like a show your fans will receive it like one yeah you know if you if people need to you know if it's a behind a paywall or if it's on a platform or something um on your website and people are able to you know join via email or sign up for this concert via email send them an image of a ticket you know in the email like as confirmation not just hey you know glad to see you like send them an actual ticket uh make it on canva and be like hey you're you you're t- here's your ticket to the show yeah um, but those kinds of things that mentally make this feel like we're in a physical location are really going to help people feel like they're you know going to something and as opposed to just sitting in their their living room or in their bedroom like watching a, yeah. a screen yeah. Talk about monetizing a little bit because not all live streams necessarily need to be monetized, um, but you can. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about the monetization. Yeah. Monetization is, you know, it's my personal opinion. Like it should be something that you think about, but maybe not the first thing. Um, it should be something that works with your dynamic. Um, so I don't recommend everyone, quote unquote, try to monetize a live stream. However, what I do recommend is, I think uh, you mentioned earlier, but make it as easy as you can for people to support you if they are vibing with what you're doing on that live stream. Now, this could be to a cold audience, and this is probably where this really comes in is like, it depends on if you're talking to, and if you're just broadcasting on your page, and it's maybe a cold audience, or maybe some folks that have kind of aware of you, but if you've got a Patreon, or if you've got a fan subscription, and you know, these are super fans, you can talk to them a little bit differently, you can, you know, one, they're probably already paying you in some way, shape or form. Um, 
but you can probably be a little bit more you can probably easily sell merch and things like that in like a fan subscription where they're a little further down uh, the funnel. But obviously when the pandemic started, it was all about PayPal, Venmo, cash app links and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that kind of monetization is very passive. And so I think one of the things to really think about more is what's the purpose of the live stream is it to increase your reach on your page? Is it to get more eyeballs, uh, you know, basically on your, your community, in your community? And then after that, yeah, what, what's the next step? You know, is that the first step of your value ladder? <laughs> mm -hmm. Then what do you want them to do after that? And yeah. so that could be money. It could be a tip. But I think also, hey, I've got some other things here. Excuse me. I've got some other things here that you might be interested in. Um, you know, join my email list, join my VIP email list uh, to get, you know, these behind the scenes uh, live streams that I've done with so-and-so or this exclusive live concert that I did, whatever that freebie might be. I think it's also very, you know, very important to think, be thinking about email lists and getting people yeah. on your list as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Twitch, you know, when it comes to monetization, you know, that is probably one of the first things that people think about with Twitch is because they've made it so easy to, yeah. to monetize. And fun too. Yeah, exactly. And obviously starting off as a primarily gaming platform, like everything is gamified. Yeah. And so there's a lot we I can learn from that business yeah and although i don't recommend it for everyone i will yeah. say if you have the time and you're able to carve out even if it's at night whatever if you're able to carve out two or three days a week where you can like stream for a couple of hours yeah it might be something worth worth looking into and especially yeah. if you've got like a, a niche or heck even if you want to experiment and yeah. say, you know what, I'm going to start off this first month and I'm going to do a few things that I'm really interested in. Let me see what that could could look like. You know, I, I, I think it's important, though, to also remember, especially when it comes to monetization. Um, if be realistic about the results you are expecting. Yeah. If your fan base is only 500 fans in total mm -hmm. across all your social networks, and listen, every band starts out there. Yeah. Um, don't be disappointed if nobody buys anything, donates anything. Nobody mm -hmm. spends any money. It's 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 a numbers game. The bigger your yeah. audience gets, the greater chance you have of a of 1%. I mean, let's look at it that way. I mean, if you've got 100 fans in your audience and 1% are going to spend some money, well, basically nobody's spending money yeah. is what it comes down to. Um, so 
you need to be realistic about what those results are going to be. Now, listen, if you've got 100,000 fans and you've got 100 showing up and nobody is still doing anything, that's a whole nother problem that can be discussed and looked into from another angle because they're yeah. not, the message isn't connecting. They're not engaging with you. But, you know, I, I run into artists who are just always like, Oh, I only had five people there. Nobody did anything. It's like, yeah, but you've only got 750 on your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't, just a live stream doesn't bring people in. You've got to have an audience. No yeah. different than if you were going on a real tour. Mm -hmm. If you've got no fans and you do a real tour, there's going to be nobody at the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's even worse because there's some venues where people just go to that's their local, you know, they live mm -hmm. by the Troubadour. So they go by there on Friday. They don't care night. who's playing. What's they're just on? there. But you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You rarely do that on live streams. Leonard, we could talk to you for hours. Um, I highly encourage people to pick up your book if you want to show that thing again. Tell us, you know, like where can people learn more about you, learn more about the book? Yes. Um, People can, people, you can uh, visit artistcollect.com forward slash 365. Artistcollect.com forward slash 365. And there'll be a little bit um, about me on there and my, my background, um, but also just a little bit more information about the book and being able to you know, tap into Amazon and get your copy there. Uh, but also, yeah, there's, you know, if you do join the email list, we do have some, some bonuses and things like that. So like some, some planning sheets and uh, we've got a, a comrade who put together over 200 uh, Facebook groups that are focused on live streaming and wow. musicians nice. and things like that. So uh, just different types of communities out there that, that uh, people can can tap into but yes yeah i appreciate Very that cool. guys yeah Leonard, awesome. thanks again for joining us man um we really appreciate it and continued success thank you leonard thank you so much thank you both guys i appreciate you having me you on bet. take care discmakers.com use code freebiz for ground shipping on cd orders of 100 units or more 150 dollar value I love books like this, you I know, 365 ideas, because as we started with getting online, isn't the hard part anymore. No, and it can still be a little bit of a challenge, but once you've done it once and figured it out, it's, it's basically the same. Yeah. There's Every so many tutorials on. online videos. Yep, it's, it's, it's the not ideas of what to do yeah. because yeah. You don't want to bore yourself to death with, oh, my God, I've just been doing a live show for six weeks now, and this is just not exciting to me. I mean, you're not going to want to continue to do it if it's boring. So you need to think of, you know, again, the ideas. The ideas is what it's all about, to keep all it fresh about. and exciting for you, fresh and exciting for fans. Yeah. The, the only advice I would give people is if you, if you get this book, just grab a highlighter and, yeah. and go through these different uh, chapters that he has on, you know, what to do before you live stream. You know, he talked about tips if you're an introvert and, you know, ways, 
which I thought was so crucial, ways to promote it. Make sure you let people know that you're doing it so you can drive them in. That's the biggest problem with everything, whether it's promoting your live stream, promoting your album, your single, your video. You got to promote people. If you don't promote, nobody's going to know about it. And when nobody knows about it, nobody shows up. And then you get discouraged because there's no audience. Yeah. There's two reasons why people aren't buying your music or in the same two reasons why people aren't watching your live stream. Either one, they've never heard of you and they've never been exposed to you. Or number two, they have heard of you and been exposed to you, but they didn't know it was happening. You didn't tell them. And those are two things you can fix with marketing, advertising, promotion, et cetera. Yep, exactly, exactly. Awesome. So uh, before we wrap up, just a quick shout out to Bruce and Hypebot, Bands in Town, DiscMakers.com. Thank you so much for all your support. Appreciate it. Year after year, we appreciate it a lot. And if you are watching or listening to us on YouTube, subscribe, please. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitch, wherever you might be, we are there. We'd love to have a follow, a like, um, and we also love getting your comments. It means a lot to us when yep. when people send us comments. Um, that's it, everybody. We'll see everyone next week.